Welcome to the sixth episode of the Meridian 223 podcast made by teachers for teachers. Our goal is to provide information for teachers as well as to interview teachers in our district with the intent of sharing exciting activities that are going on in our district classroom. It is a platform that will allow all of us the opportunity to share and learn from each other. If you are interested in being interviewed by our uh, by Ryan and I, please let us know via email. We'd love to have you on our show. Um, the bot podcast is dedicated to Meridian Two Two Three, who are searching for ways to promote their teachers and students. The podcast is looking to build a brand in our community. We are your hosts, Ryan Reed and Kathy Murphy. Um, we make up the business and technology department at Stillman Valley High School. All right. Let's just stop it there. In our sixth podcast, we mean to accomplish a couple goals today. First, we're going to be speaking to Mrs. Becky Barton from Stillman Valley Junior High School. And then Becky has been a science teacher at the junior high for several years. And with that in mind, we will also be discussing how hybrid learning has impacted and rocketed her teaching world. Um, we will also be sharing at the end some um, tips on some apps, maybe a couple books and some digital tools that um, you might want to reflect on to see if they would hold any weight in your class and in your curriculum. I think that works. <laughs> so first, we're talking to Ms. Becky Barton on our podcast today. She is currently the science teacher at the Stillman Valley uh, junior high. She has been a career teacher now for 19 years and at the uh, middle school here for 13. So please welcome the one and only Becky Barton to the podcast. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for having me come on today. Well, you're welcome. So, uh, you know, Becky, why don't you give us a little introduction of what led to the pathway to an educator that you are now in science? All right. Well, I am a small town girl from Polo, Illinois. So I grew up in the area. I Wanted to be, first I wanted to be a physical therapist, and then I decided to go into athletic training and uh, physical education, and I went to Sauk Valley Community College and transferred to ISU, and there I double majored in athletic training and physical education. Um, when I graduated, I didn't end up taking the athletic training test, um, and I decided that um, so I, um, when I first was looking for jobs at coming out of college in 2001, um, there wasn't a lot of physical education jobs, but there was a lot of science and I got hired in Dixon as a science teacher, stayed there for six years. Um, I did teach PE for one year there and health for a year there. Uh, I went to Forreston for a year after I had my first kid. And then I eventually came over here to Stillman and I've been here ever since. So I just really do enjoy the science and I'm glad that I made that decision. So, so what the reason why I chose not to pursue the athletic training um, was because I was a double major with physical education. I had assumed I was going to be in um, as an athletic trainer in a school. So not coaching, but an athletic trainer. Well, when you start, when you're, fresh out of college, you're starting to think about getting married and having a family. Mm. And I knew that that would be all day and then all night. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, that. that's uh, probably not the career choice I want to go down. And so I ended up just looking for education jobs and um, got hired as a science teacher first. That's really 
pretty amazing. Yes, thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs>
So if it's something with the sun, the moon, you know, maybe it's an experiment with the sun and the moon. We're not there yet, but that would be something I would hope to, to tie in. Very nice. Thank you, Becky. So now, Becky, uh, what are some things that you have tried that you find frustrating uh, <laughs> or some new insights you've had that work to make the lessons be more effective, especially in our current situation with hybrid and remote learning? Yes. Um, well, there has been, um, you know, it's a growth or a, a scale of frustrations for sure, where oh, yeah. you try something and then you tweak it. Um, my problem is the first class I have every day is my all remote class. So I can't figure it out prior that to feeling. that one. So I always feel like I wish that class for me was later on because I usually get ideas. Um, the most frustrating part is my Amplify Science program. We have a lot of simulations that we do a simulator um, that ties in with every unit. And so if the kids are on the meet, a lot of times the simulator won't run because it requires a lot more bandwidth. So sometimes I have to have them click out of the the meet and I can still watch them on their sim with GoGuardian. Ah. It's been so beneficial. Or um, another struggle I have found is with Cami. Sometimes it doesn't always save if they've yes. saved once and then they have to go back in. Um, so I can have them pull up their article on GoGuardian and just scroll down and I can look through it that way. Oh, that, that's a good, that's a yes. really nice productivity tip right there. Yes, and it's quick. And then you can just quickly say, okay, I got it now and thank you. Or I've had kids um, instead, of, like with Cami, if they saw something that was up, just take a screenshot of what you see and email it me, to me because I don't always see it on my end with, with Cami. Right, and right. it's just a matter of, I think it's, when they do it the first time and then they update it, it doesn't save those updates. No, it, it yeah. does not. That, that, no. That's it. I mean, I've that's been using Kimmy myself for pretty good things, but I've also looked like, where do I really need to use where I'm not going to worry about any errors happening? So I've been, right. as I say, I, 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 I've surgically placed it in specific lessons. I say, if something goes wrong here, it's not a bad thing. But yes. if this goes wrong, then all of a sudden it's a week later before people are getting things turned in. And I did exactly. learn that the hard way too with Kimmy in yes. my multimedia class. I did learn that the hard way. Yes. And with my science program, I, f I do find that Google Classroom is a little bit easier on the grading aspect of a teacher than my science program. I have to do a lot more clicking between. So that's why I started using the Cami, even though my program does allow me to do the exact same thing. So I just got to decide if it's worth it. So far, I've been able to navigate it by just having them show me on GoGuardian. But that has been um, a little bit of a struggle. And, you know, I get worried if potentially we, I don't know if we will ever go full remote, but um, just the kids being able to have that conversation when you're in those big group classes, at least in a classroom, you can see who's raising their hand and, and um, who on their face, I, look at the student's face if they're struggling or they have a question it's it's just a lot harder with with online yeah. so get a little worried yeah. about that one of the things i noticed too in um, google classroom now is they have the hand yes now yes. that you can ask them i thought when did that come in <laughs> mrs hurt just sent out a message to everyone 
talking about it yeah. and I hadn't seen it come up on my end. So I made sure I shut my computer down tonight. So hopefully it'll be researched. Like, I didn't recognize him. He said, Miss Murphy, can you see my hand? And I'm like, your hand? Yeah. You know, and I'm looking at him trying to see his hand. Yes. <laughs> Not right. that hand, the emoji hand. Yeah. <laughs> and he said that was so funny. I'm like, oh, I see. And he goes, yeah, but I saw the hand, but I wasn't familiar with that because I hadn't yes. seen it yet. I've seen now where you can change the background. Yes. You know, yep. So that's nice. And my people are just discovering that now. Oh, I, yeah, okay. My first hour class, I showed one of the kids and he was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, so yes. they're starting to discover that now. And I think that's something positive. But, yes. you know, one of the things I was going to ask you too is, um, do you have, like, they take for your science class, do they take kids and just put a whole bunch in remote take all the remote kids and put them in one class together is yes. that how they did it down there yes or? well so so our full remote class it's all just remote kids right and then so my monday tuesday kids that i see i see them i see them the same hour every day but monday tuesday i see them in person wednesday thursday friday i see them online and then the opposite for the Thursday, Friday mm. kids, I will see them online on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Friday in person. So during my day, I go remote, PE, then I go, um, so like today's Thursday, then it would yes. be, <laughs> then it would be um, online, mm -hmm. online, online, and then the end of my day, I see kids in person. So it's, it changes everything. So how, how are you handling PE? I mean, I yeah. think it would be a challenge, yes. especially since you have a lot of Yes, yeah. I, I know yeah. that when how our teachers here, it's been a little different here, like for our PE teachers, for, you know, Mr. Yes. Lander and Lundin and even Mr. Byers, this has been definitely a yes. change. Well, and um, because this is the first year I've taught PE for a while, um, Mrs. Smith and Mrs. Mr. Z have been really great about uh, sharing information and helping us. Um, we did frisbee golf in the beginning. We did actual golf, um, where we were just hitting driver or um, um, putt. Putt? No, 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 the other one. Oh, it's um, putt, driver, sand, sand, like yes. yeah, that kind of stuff. I was like, "Where's Ryan?" Dessie oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't see it. Um, but we did that. We did. Now we're doing a bags tournament. So anything that we can sanitize. Um, mm -hmm. so we've been able to sanitize the, the golf clubs in between they only touch one set of golf balls when they go out there and then we spray them. And then when we did the Frisbee, we were able to clean the Frisbee off. And then when we were doing the bags, we have a sprayer and we spray the bags off. So every single thing we've done so far has worked, but I still feel like we're not getting that hard activity where you really raise your heart rate. So... <coughs> Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Becky. I'm going to be doing a lot of editing. Okay, we're back with Becky. And Becky, um, what about your future goals? What do you see, uh, or where do you see yourself going as far as a teacher um, um, in the future? Okay, well, my future goals, um, currently I have um, a master's degree in technology. Um, you know, I'm just continually taking classes to try to increase my knowledge. I still feel like, because um, I was at the 
very end of before the new technology came out. So I'm really still learning. Um, so I don't necessarily see myself doing something with technology teaching wise. I really like the science. So I'm going to plan on staying in the science classroom. I only have two more classes to take to, to get me to where I need to be. And um, I really kind of spend a lot of my extra time reading about childhood trauma and um, how I can help kids from here on out. This is just going to be a long-lasting thing with COVID and their social-emotional health. Um, my own son struggles with some social-emotional things. so Mine as well. Yes, and so I just feel like the more we can connect with kids, the better they're going to learn. So, I, so what, what, since you're talking to other teachers, what uh -huh. would you really recommend um, based on your experience mm -hmm. that would really help all of us teachers um, connect and try to relieve some of the, the stress that the kids are feeling? Um, sometimes I think it's just sitting and having a conversation for five minutes with the kids before you get into your lesson or at the end and finding out what is going on. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the kids want to show their pets. Um, and yes, yes and um, every time I do ask to see someone's pet, it feels like that student and I are connecting a little bit better. Just the end. Yes, exactly. And mine likes to come in the room. Kathy knows that Willow likes to just be part of the classroom lesson. Mrs. Yes. Showers got to see her. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to do my evaluation. She's like, oh, Willow's here. I'm like, yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> right. Well, and um, the more we can see the kids' faces when they're online, um, I think it's better for the teachers to be able to really see if they're struggling or not. Um, yet I understand a student who doesn't want to show their face. So I, I kind of go both ways with that. Um, and you know, when it's mandatory, like a test, then I, I do, I'm like, Hey, can you show your, show your face? But otherwise I, I totally get it. But I really think the kids are going to need a lot more support with whenever this is over. Um, just figuring out how to talk to kids again and, mm -hmm. and, getting those friendships a little bit stronger because some kids have gone small into their group and where they would have reached out a little bit more, they haven't been able to just because of all of the restraints we have and, and everything. So I, I look at my own children too and just see where I think they would benefit. Right. And um, yes. I, I feel that childhood trauma is going to be a big topic in the future. Very good point. Well, thank mm -hmm. you, Becky, for sharing yes, that with us welcome. today. Well, thank you for having me. Well, we appreciate you being here. Thanks a lot. And, you know, I, it was always great to see you at yes. the idea conference. Oh, yeah. You know, yes. Ryan and I had so much fun there at it. You know, oh, yeah. and, um, it's always good to see people from Stone and just ideas for each other. So yes. Of course. No, always good to see you guys, too. Yeah. I appreciate well, it. I'm kind of sad that this yeah. year is really up in the air I know. about I know. what's going to happen. So. I know. And, uh, you know, Becky, we'd like to thank you for joining us today. I mean, it's been a great honor working with you. So, um, you know, sharing your ideas and everything. So how can people get a, a hold of you here in the district or uh, um, They can email me at rbarton, um, you know, my 
first name is actually Rebecca. So that's I know, where that's the why R I was having comes a problem in. emailing you because I've yes. known you since Becky. I mean, I've been yes. here four years. I was like, oh, her first name's Rebecca. Oh. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's the best way. Um, I'm on Facebook um, and on Twitter. You can always follow me at, I think it's RLBarton78 on Twitter. I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, so, yeah, please follow me and we can always have that good conversation. Awesome. Thank you again, Becky. Yes. Take care. I'd like to give a special thank you to Becky um, for joining us today on the Meridian 223 Teacher Podcast. It has been an honor to work with you and have you share your ideas and experience in this podcast, Becky. Um, we'll be sending a link out to you, and thank you so much for being here. Now we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about our next segment. And that segment is, um, first of all, a book review um, on The Now Classroom by Meg Ormiston. Um, the Now Classroom has um, been out for a few years. What's really unique about this book is that Meg did this with um, a lot of other different teachers, um, and they put together a series, and The Now Classroom has um, different books for the grade level that you teach. I know I have the high school level. And what's great about it is that um, if you are a beginning tech person, they have activities that you can do for beginning tech. Um, they have advanced and then they have intermediate. So they um, each book will start off with just some basics and then work you through to challenge you to offer more um, technology ways to work in your classroom. And they have one for the middle school, junior high, um, grade school. So there's different and books. Yeah, early or early elementary, and Meg can book um, called the Now Classroom can be found on, um, um, what do you call it? Amazon. Amazon. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm turning this mic over to Ryan. And I'm going to share two books before we go into our little digital platform. So the first one I just finished reading um, was uh, The Complete EdTech Coach by Adam Juarez and Catherine Goetti. Great book. Um, it's not just for people who are looking at instructional, especially in the days of remote and hybrid learning or blended learning. But Adam and Kathy really do uh, do a fantastic job for teachers, too. They give you some tips about how to look lessons, build them up. If you are actually in an instructional or a mentor or division leader, it's also great to help people with coaching. It's really, really great. I, I honestly can't say enough about it. It was a really good book. And then the other one I want to share up, especially since Becky was talking about social emotional learning, is The Educator's Matchbook by our good friend Mandy Froholic, if you might remember her from Divergent EDU. But um, it's set up to actually be a type of journal to talk about working over your stresses, your goals for the day, and it works really nice. And she sets it up. You can use it as a journal or you can use it as a pathway. She sets up days, months, even some ideas you can do in your classroom or use personally as a teacher. And it's a very nice book. It's just freshly out here on uh, both Amazon and um, Barnes and Noble, so you can check it out there. Thanks, Ryan. You're um, now we want to talk a little bit about some activities that Ryan and I have used in the classroom um, that might pique your interest. Um, I've been working a lot with shape grams oh. from Tony. What's Tony's lesson? Tony Vincent. Yeah, Tony Vincent, and um, we've been working the shape grams for a couple years now, um, trying to help um, our kids learn how to use the mouse better and how to click. Um, it's just those fundamental tools that um, they need to improve upon on the computer. Um, the shape grams have been interesting. I started with the free version that, that Tony had out, but I've been so impressed with his work that um, in Intro to Computers now, we have gone and I've actually purchased his 
um, shape grams now. And um, our kids this year did a lot, um, a lot of different shape grams that were just really excellent um, based on Tony's work. And then they had to do um, a project um, that put together their shape grams. And it was just amazing the work that these kids did. Truly impressive. And, and I've known Tony for several years, and I was using shape grants, but uh, me, I took them to the next level, actually making animated cartoons in my multimedia class work, because shape grants mostly works into Google Drawings, but since Google Slides and even Microsoft PowerPoint have such similar tools, you can actually use the same abilities and actually create animated, animated cartoons, descriptions, everything. I just got three. One was based off a of Halloween one. Tony just dropped, uh, at the time of this recording, just dropped his gingerbread house. And I had a dancing gingerbread man who ate his own house. And I just was like on the floor laughing. And uh, Tony knows it's great. It's uh, it's $35 for a year. You actually get a full description for 35 And actually, some teachers be using Donors Choose. There actually are Donors Choose's ability to do it to get it into the material. So actually, you can look into it. It's all on Tony's website at Shape Grams. You also can look them at Tony vincent on twitter he is also on instagram as learning in hand which was his old website but uh tony uh, if you're listening to this thank you so much for the creation of shape grams i'm gonna segue into one of mine here because we did talk about non-stop animation in a little bit but um i want to talk about cricket design studio i recently got myself a cricket design studio for my um graphic designs class and uh, one thing i like about cricket design studio is it is a it is an app, open app that you can download on your mobile device you can upload um on your desktop computer pc mac and you can actually sign in with a chromebook and it actually teaches you how to make everything from small logos to t-shirts brands um you might have to have tech help you with you for some of the like chromebook and the mobile applications if you have a desktop or a home computer or you have your phone or, or a tablet device it's very simple you can sign up for free through a google one it goes through grids it's everything we're really hoping to do a printout very shortly here for uh, multimedia before we call it winter break for them to make their uh, watermark logos which once goes back to shape grams because we did them with shape grams um, but we're going to do a lot of branding with the crickets and everything and i think crickets right now are starting to really become more staples in classrooms as along with 3d printers and augmented reality so I, I have to say if you if you got a cricket and you don't know what to use with it uh, check out their design studio there's several teachers out there there's a lot you can do with the cricket and it works both with business technology and entrepreneurship thanks ryan um the other one i'm going to talk about is non-stop animation which is um what my class just finished doing and i tell you i've gotten some amazing projects um it all starts off with google slides um and they can do a couple different ways to do their non-stops they can start with um constructive in other words they um, build on each slide, or they can be deconstructive, which means that they complete one slide and build backwards. But what they do is they create a series of slides, and then we animate them by downloading them into a PowerPoint presentation. We set the timings on it, and then they automatically run through. So it looks like um, a cartoon and um, that actually moves through and the kids get really excited about it. They really like doing this. And I've got, as I said, I've gotten some amazing non-stops. And then what we did was after we downloaded and fixed the timings in PowerPoint, then we um, used the export feature in Microsoft and turned them into videos, which turned out really, really well. So they have all these um, fun looking videos that really look like um, they're cartoons, right. you know, and it's just learning how to manipulate those slides to make the motion go through all the way through their story. So the nonstop animation is about creating a story um, slide by slide and then running it automatically. 
Yeah, and there's actually uh, two programs you can also look into if you're having a problem where you want to get the kids just do an animated GIF. You can look up uh, Tall Tweets, talltweets.com. It works beautifully with PowerPoint and Google Slides and Keynote if you have an Apple or Mac. There's also an add-on called an, uh, Automatic GIFs, which is a Chrome extension. Do double-check, though, with tech and everything because sometimes it is very hard to integrate it with Google Chrome. If you have a personal account, it's not a problem, but if you have anything with Chromebooks to one-to-one um, -one devices, it can be a problem with security just to throw it at you. But uh, PowerPoint is honestly your best option, and then followed by Tall Tweets because Tall Tweets works with almost anything. And on that, I'm going to go into my last two ones. So my first one, um, I've just gotten back into this. I used it a couple years ago as Synth. So you know I do podcasting. We're doing podcasting here. But it's Synth. It's S-Y-N-T-H. Um, and it's, it's, it's a really cool, like, micro-podcasting. So I actually have my students that are working with micro-podcasting where they just talk about something, and we're going to use them as radio jingles in marketing and business basic. But it's it's an it's own online community. You can have it personal with people. It's free to sign up. You get actually up to 40 syncs. So you actually can do 40 recordings, and you're allowed to either personally share them on accounts or stitch them with other classmates. And what I like about it is you can partner. You can share it out with somebody, and they can actually add your mini podcast to their own. So you can actually have somebody record, uh, like say they're doing a science report, and they're going to talk about the mitosis of a cell. One person can do their sync on their end. They send it to their partner. Their partner listens to it. He quickly records there, and then one of the two can just quickly edit it together. I mean, not, not as great as editing like Anchor or in uh, Audacity or other uh, stitching, but it's very simple, it's very quick, and then you can actually send it off in the world or you can download it, and you can actually upload it to Flipgrid if you uh, make it as a video file. Make sure it's a video file, which is where I'm going with this next one, is headliner.app. So we know there's a lot of video apps, but most people try to use WeVideo, and as we know, WeVideo, unless you have a school account, can be expensive. Headliner.app, yep, I just said it, Headliner, it's headliner.app. It is completely universal. It is a free account. You sign up with it, with any account, and you can have up to 15 videos free a month with their watermark, but it gives you all the basic editing. You can add images from Google, from Edge. You can put in video files. It hooks directly to Google Drive. You can save and import in it. And it's great to do actually editing. If you, if you feel like Sync did enough for you, but you want to just clean up a couple things, Download as an M4 file, pop it right in the headliner, boom, you are off and running. And here's even better. Headliner allows you to actually take feed from podcasts and turn them into mini videos. So you can upload on YouTube and it's free. <laughs> so the, free is always good as Kathy is. So th that's some of our programs, uh, everything else too, um, that we have for today. So, you know, thank you for joining us today. Um, Please feel free to share this app out with other teachers in the world, all right? Um, if you're willing to participate again in a podcast, we would love to have you. Um, the more that we share, the, the wiser we become. Um, anyways, our, yeah, our district <laughs> is anxiously awaiting to hear from all of you about the exciting ideas that you're doing um, in your classroom. Thanks for being here. Adios, Ryan. Austin Loega, Kathy. And uh, since we're about to record this, everybody enjoy their Thanksgiving break. Yeah.